So Keith, so last week when we were discussing episode four, you had some thoughts about it. Uh, there were some things that you don't like about the show and you expressed your opinion very clearly. Now that you've seen episode five. It's not gotten any better for me. It's not getting any better for you. All By right. the way, time to address the audience. Hello. Hello, everyone. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to talk about, you know, I was hoping that maybe Keith would change his mind with episode five, but it looks like it's too little too late. So thank you so much for joining us. This is Father Sun Galaxy. I am Kerwin. This is Keith. If it's your first time, welcome. If you've been here before, thanks for coming back. Let's talk about episode five of Marvel's Secret Invasion called Harvest. All right. By the way, at the end of this episode, uh, I'm just going to snap myself out of existence. <laughs> Is that bad, huh? Okay, all right. Well, Bye. Let's talk about it. And please feel free to leave your comments. You know, what let you us like, know what you thought, what you like about the episode, what you didn't like. Just let we're gonna lay it all on the table. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's start with graphic. I I don't. I, I Kingsley Benadire is a great actor. He's he's he's, he's very very good at what he does. I, the problem I'm having now with his character is that we know how bad he is. Yeah, but they just. But it just yeah, it, it feels like they keep demonstrating it, yes. how how superpowered he, he can is be. Yeah. and how pragmatic he is. But we already knew that. It's not making this any better. He already killed two of the main characters. Yeah, we get it. Okay, we get it. Yeah, I feel the same way about that. I, I yeah, I don't. You don't need to show how more, e how much more evil he could be. And he can't die. Fury, Fury, literally. Fury he can grew, figure it out. He, he went straight through his face, and, and Gravik just went. Yeah. He, yeah, Taylor's Taylor's bong uh, bong in the hand, and, and my dude just pulled his hand right out and went. Yeah. Like yeah. he can't die. This man turned into Groot, like. Grabbing people. Yeah. Like, right. He can't die. We can't win with this man. Well, I, I'm not going to say that. I'm sure Fury's going to find a way to defeat Gravik. We don't know how. But he's going to go down. It's inevitable. Anyway, because he's so bad. You know what I mean? Like, you're at a point now, like, man, I don't like this character. I you know, I, you know, I, I, I really want Fury to step up. And take him out. This is how yeah, cause, I'm feeling. But one of the things yeah. about villains is that you you have to make them relatable on some level. Like if you want to have a villain that is convincing and realistic, they can't be one dimensional. Like Gravik is just a killing machine. It, I don't think anything matters to him except winning, and he's not a very good villain. Like Kingsley Benadire's acting skills are the best I've seen so far, yep. but like I just don't like the character. Yeah, I got you. You know, I I think you have an excellent point. And I, once they introduce these super scrolls, they give them everything. They gave them extremist, Flora Colossus, Cold Obsidian, Frost Beast. I mean, they have everything. Yeah. yeah. How are they supposed to be beat? Yeah. Well, theory's gonna find out. All right. Well, but anyway, yeah, you have an excellent point. Um, he does seem one-dimensional. Like you, you're not really seeing like a a, a balance. Yeah, I'm not getting any gravity. backstory. I'm not seeing gravity yeah. like 
trying right. to show sympathy for his soldiers, but also staying loyal to the cause. I just see him killing whoever gets in his way to get some far off end goal. Yeah. And more importantly, he's willing to sacrifice an entire town of his own people just to start a war with America. Why? Yeah, a war with U.S. and Russia. With the 8 billion people on planet Earth, it would take longer to start a world war and kill everyone than it would to just find a new planet. Like, what do you think? What do you think Asgard was doing after Ragnarok? They were out there for like a year till 2018. Right. You know what? I'm gonna that you just raise a good point about finding another planet. Put a pin in that because I want to talk about that. All right. Um, so we talked last week. I thought maybe Beto might have been working for Fury. Turns out that's not the case. I wish it was the case because I think this character might have should have been given more to do. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like Beto was just kind of yeah. there, and he was always nervous because he's like, "What's Gravit gonna do next?" But we never really explored that until this episode yeah. when it was finally like, "I've had enough. I think it's time for you to go, Gravit," and then put a plastic bag over the man's head that's not very helpful in any way like a plastic bag you could have grabbed like uh, something bigger and his grew arms are just gonna shatter straight through that and he eventually did do that i mean they actually had him there because he, he he turned back to scroll forward and what i'm understanding about scrolls is that when they've overexerted their energy, they shapeshift back to their scroll form to conserve some power to focus on whatever they're trying to do. Like, you know, when Taylor's got hit and he was turning half scroll to just kind of try to save energy on that side. Like, that's that's what scrolls do. But, you know. Well, okay. So let's and talk- then he just got rid of them all. He threw Beto through a through a glass window, and then got rid of him in front of everyone. And then start shouting like, "Who wants it? Nobody cares. No, nobody else wants to smoke with you. Go away." Okay, I want to talk about that scene a little bit more. Um, I don't. Well, you said enough, I think. Yeah, well, it's my. T- I think I think my point's spoken. Yes, it is. Yeah, can I have a point here <laughs> at some point? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let me talk about. You know, I want to talk about this scene. Um, yeah, back to Beto. I I I, I really hope that they would have given him more to do. I think he would have made a good ally for Fury because he's right there. You know, he is in the thick of it. You know, with with Gravik and whatever Gravik is up to. So. To have this scene now where we had, I don't remember the, the other character's name that Gravit took out, but Thank one of his allies, okay. For some reason, all of a sudden, is now angry with Gravik because, you know, he's, you know, he's not doing things right. And he just calls him out in front of everybody for some reason, the entire scroll community. And of course, you know, he got, we knew what was coming. But now, Beta, all this time, was very nervous and very scared. And all now of a sudden, he got purge. audacious and bold. Right, yeah. So like, where did this come from? Right. Yeah, we're like, was he was he working up the courage for the past four episodes? Yeah. And then what were these guys planning to do with Gravik? So, you know, they start, you know, they, like you said, they put the bag over his head and they grabbed him and they See, put him on the table and they started beating him. 
But for what? To do what? <laughs> it's like, what were they planning kill to do? Him, I guess, but really? the, okay. the thing is, yeah. my plan would have just been torture. Him? Grab a lighter and light him on fire. Okay. All right. Please. Let's go to QA. <laughs> all right. So, Charlie, can you imagine? Hello, Charlie, by the way. Hello. Can you all imagine if Gravit got uh, DNA. DNA from the battlefield if he got the Mad Titans as well, aka Thanos? Oh, my God. If yeah. he got Thanos' DNA, yeah. we literally. Cannot get rid of him. If you have Thanos, Groot, the Frost Beast, yeah. Cole Obsidian, and Aldrich Killian in your veins, mm -hmm. first off, how are you not dead? Extremist emits temperatures up to 3,000 degrees Good Celsius. Point. So that could burn you. Like, I get that squirrels have some sort of heat resistance because when that dude's blood started boiling at 320 degrees Fahrenheit, yeah, he's he survived yeah. that somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, this DNA, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if I might have missed something, but, you know, the DNA, apparently he's looking for the Avengers DNA, right? Is yes. That what you got from this? Yeah, okay. he's trying to get the Avengers DNA, right. but yeah. he already is Groot. He already is Colobsidian. I'm really mad that they did that to Groot. I'm mad they did that. Mm -hmm. He already is Colobsidian as a frost beast. He has extremists. Yes. I why do you need the Avengers DNA? Extremists breathe fire, shoots fireballs from their hands, emits extreme heat. Mm. You know, Frost Beast, enough said, you can emit extreme cold temperatures and also breathe cold. Groot can extend his limbs at any given time and also regenerate quickly, same with extremists. And then Fulmonfidian is a strong brute. Correct. So you can slam it's like the Fantastic Four. Ah. Right, that's what you have, the Fantastic Four. Let's go yeah, back to Q&A. Yeah, Human Torch. I, I guess the I guess the frost is similar to like Invisible Woman. That's yeah, right. the group, which is Mr. Fantastic, and then Call Obsidian, which is the thing. Alex, thank you for joining us tonight. You They're said just doing these Fantastic Four references and not giving us the Fantastic Four. Yes. Gravic is Machiavellian, but a bit too much so with his latest plan. Prior to his latest plan, I thought he was okay, but the latest plan and killing his lieutenant went over the line. I feel the same way, Alex. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Now, yeah, at some point, he's got, you know, it happens to 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 to, to villains, you know, if depends on what kind of villain, you know, how it's written, you know, there are the three-dimensional villains, and you have the one-dimensional villain. You know, he's reached a point of no return, right? He's not gonna become good in episode six. You know, he's gonna get so. his you know, he, he's going to get his, right? So I think that's what the writers, are, I don't know, I, I wouldn't call it, I think it's predictable writing to say, okay, we'll make the, the villain as evil as possible so that when he gets what's coming to him, everybody cheers and go, yay! Like something you know? I really yeah. loved about Infinity War is yeah. that you never knew what was coming. Like Thanos, he had a noble cause. What he was trying to do yeah. was prevent overpopulation, which is what happened to his home. Yes. That's why Titan was destroyed, or so he believes, because there were too many people and the resources were drained. I agree with that. And he respected Tony Stark. He saw the genius in him. He saw his desire to save Earth. And he understood. He was on the same level as Tony Stark in a way. He 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 fought the Avengers with the level of respect that's commendable for any villain. And when he reached his goal, 
He didn't laugh and take the L in front of the villains. I mean, the good guys. He contemplated. Yeah, it was he bittersweet, right? He yeah, he had like, to sacrifice a lot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. The graphic, we're just setting him up so that when, when he finally gets chucked through a window or whatever they do to him, everyone's going to be like, oh, get him. Like, it's so predictable. Yeah. So, Eric, thank you for joining us. Uh, we totally understand your uh, your stand. Um, I haven't seen episode five because I refuse to utilize Disney Plus during the SAG and the Writers Guild strike. Um, absolutely understandable, but I can still say hello. Thank you so much for taking the time to say hello. Yeah. SAG wag. Yes. SAG wag. Alex, they are trying to launch a coup, albeit a poorly planned one. They should have waited and planned it out rather than go at it impulsively as they did. Right. My point. Yeah, that's like, my point. Like, just, what what were, were you doing instead of acting like thugs and beating the leader who you know you can't beat? See, I, I think one of the issues I have yeah. is that I don't even know if they corroborated on this because everyone just kind of jumped together. But yeah. what they should have done was catch Gravik when he's off his guard, when he's at his highest, like when he's giving a speech. You guys line up behind him and you beat him down there. Yeah. Then what you could do is when Gravik fights back, you should have also taken the Super Scroll serum. So that way you'll be on the same level as Gravik. Even if you're not the best fighter, you'll have his same abilities and you can match him tit for tat in that fight. And if there's more of you, like the five give or take people who are trying to attack Gravik, and they've all taken the Super Scroll Serum, you are on his level and you outnumber him five times as much. Good. So you could easily yeah. beat Gravik up and win the day. Then after that, you could take over, call off the bombing of New Scrollers, call Rhodey, because, you know, all these scrolls can change their voice. Rose. <laughs> or, yeah. or Rava. Yeah. So all of the scrolls have an ability where they can change their voice. Yeah. So even if you're shapeshifting as somebody else, you can also shapeshift your voice. Like, if you wanted to go on the phone and call Rudy and be like, we need you to call up the strike on new scrollers. Tell the president not to do it. Tell the president it'll cause a war, a World War Three. And this whole World War Three scenario, I first of all, it's the fifth episode. If World War Three does happen, the last episode is going to be an hour and a half long. Like one of the things Stranger Things does well is setting up its plot. Because even though the episodes are slow, once you get to the penultimate and the finale, it's really worth it. Like the finale of season four is two hours. Okay. Don't give it away. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm not okay. going to spoil anything. Okay. But it is two hours long. It is action-packed, and you're feeling it the entire way. Where a secret invasion, you're kind of riding the high, and then you just dip. Yeah. Like, is there anything else we want to say about graphic? Can we move on to any of the other characters? I think I'm going to stop dishing on graphic. Okay. All right. So let's move on. Let's talk about Gaia and Vara. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one one critique I have about Gaia's character, uh -huh. I feel like they're not giving her much to do. Gaia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Go ahead. Like she was giving information to Talos and Fury for like an episode, and then after that, she walked away from her father and called him a failure, yeah. and just left him. 
And that was the last thing she said to him. I felt like that was lackluster. And then nobody seemed to care that Talos was dead. Like, Fury, he said one line, like, oh, don't let grief overcome you. And I'm like, dude, you just saw what happened to your friend. Like, how are you not sad? How are you not upset about that? Yeah. And the guy is just like, well, I gotta do something now. Okay. And the rest of it, and she meets up with Vara, and the one, the, one of the other critiques I have about this show is that there was like a two-minute action sequence where they are just shooting down scrolls, and there's 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 stuff splattered all over the wall, and they're just they're just getting utterly decimated. There's smoke. There's broken glasses. Like the entire home gets wrecked, and and and. I I feel like that wasn't necessary. This episode was unnecessarily violent to me. Yes, that's true. I thought the, the violent uh, content was a little bit higher than the last four episodes. So, yeah, yeah I, I do agree with that. Um, let's go to Q&A. I saw Alex's question. I want to answer that question. So do you think that Marvel should have eight or ten episodes to allow more room to flesh out characters and stories? So... Um, you want to take it first? Well, yeah, I, I just want to say, I don't know if it has anything to do with the number of episodes. I think you could tell a great story with six episodes, but it, it really has to be written very, very well. Moon Knight. It, Moon Knight is an example. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Loki. Was that six episodes? I don't know. Okay, yeah. So I don't think the number of episodes matter. I mean, think about it. Like, if this was a movie, then this is three two-hour movies, right? You can tell a lot. Um, you yeah, can put in a lot of plot development and character development into six hours. The thing about a TV you know? show so I don't is think that eight or so ten episodes would make a difference. Tightly crammed. Yeah. I mean, a movie is so tightly crammed that what you're watching is kind of a synopsis of a TV show. But if it was a TV show, you get much more time because it's spaced out into a more backpackable six or eight or nine episodes that you can watch every week and be like, oh, this is good, this is great, I like this, I enjoyed this part. Like, the first show was WandaVision, and that had nine episodes and did great with it. Every episode was utilized to make the next better. Every plot line was better than the last. And in other shows that got six episodes, what if none of the plots were tied up until the last episode? But they were all good nonetheless. Some went dark, some went light, some went comedic, and some went crazy. But they were all great in their own ways. She-Hulk, everything tied together. I don't I don't really know if we needed nine episodes for that, but it was still a good show with the nine episodes that it did get. Yeah. So yeah. I don't understand why Secret Invasion couldn't get nine episodes. I feel like it still would have been more dragged out. Yeah. But at least they would have had some time to take some creative liberties. And uh one of the other critiques I have of the show is There's that more? Oh, there's much more. I have an entire arsenal. Oh I wrote a list on the wall that's so long that it took up 10 okay. of the wall. All right, here. let's keep our so. limit, time limit. Yeah. Okay, go Secret ahead. Secret Invasion is supposed to be the big canonical event in the Prime Universe. 
everything comes down. Like, you got the Avengers, you got the X-Men, you got the Ant people, like Ant-Man Wasp and the other Ant-Man and the Wasp. You got you got the Fantastic Four, you got Nick Fury, you got Shield, you got Hill, and all of them are working together, and all the reveals are dragged out. But you don't know it yet. You'll notice little clues. You'll be picking them up. And all of a sudden, reveal. And it's climactic. It's like, oh my god. I never saw this coming. But this is priming the pump for the rest of the series. But Secret Invasion, it's so small scale that most of the plot lines in the show, I mean in the comics, never carried over in the show. It's like they reinvented the wheel. But the wheel didn't have any spokes. Like, well, I don't. I felt. I felt like this was so small scale. It's like we're keeping it inside Shield and MI six. That's it. Uh, as compared to, we're getting everybody we have in the MCU right now, or in the in the comics universe, and we're gonna smash them together in the biggest event to ever hit the comics. I think you put a lot of pressure on this series, but well, what, what makes the small scale? It had to be everybody. Well, what makes a small scale? Because we don't have any superheroes in the series. Yeah, all we have well, is like. Do they all have to have superheroes? Well, that's kind of the point of Marvel to have marvelous superheroes. I see. Every Marvel movie has been centered, or every Marvel movie and TV show has been centered around some superhero or someone with powers. Gotcha. Secret Invasion broke this trend, Yeah. and I'm not really sure I like it. I mean, we haven't gotten a single superpower exciting yet, other than the Skrulls, and I'm talking about good guys. Like, Secret Invasion is about Nick Fury... But it's supposed to be about the the greater Marvel universe, like everybody in that world fighting to stop the Skrull invasion, and it all comes to the head with Norman Osborn when he, I don't want to give it away, but something happens. Also, there's a Skrull queen who is ruling over all the Skrulls and sending them out. Is this so, in the comic books? Comics. Okay, yep. gotcha. All right, let's go back to Q and A. Let's see what we have. So, Alex. Also agreed that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier did better with six episodes. Ditto at Moon Knight, though I think they could have both used more episodes. I think both are better than Secret Invasion. Yeah. And, and well, let me just talk about that point, Alex. So you think it would they, they would have, it would have served them better to add a few more episodes? It's not because that the six episodes wasn't satisfying, but you just wanted more. Right, and I think no. That, I just wanted to see them explore. Well, I'm talking to Alex. I know that. <laughs> no, I, I just want to understand. Like, did you think that six episodes wasn't enough to cover uh, the, the series, or did you enjoy it so much that you wished there were more episodes? That's that's a big difference, right? Because um, if you have six episodes and you were it, the series, the entire series was great. Yeah, it left you wanting more, but you know. Secret Invasion apparently is not in the same boat, right, as some of these yeah, other series, right? As far so as I've checked, it's one of the lowest-rated Marvel. Yeah, it's one of the lowest-rated Rotten Tomato Marvel shows. Yeah. I don't know how much Inhumans got, but if Inhumans has sixty-one percent Rotten Tomatoes or more, it is better than Secret Invasion. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, this 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 series has been controversial. You know, I I'm I can see why. You know, I actually 
obviously, <laughs> enjoy the series more than you do. Is it great? No, it's not great, but it still keeps my attention. It keeps me wanting to Tell see me. how it's going to end. But I'll tell you, this is not an example of a series. Oh, I wish it had nine, ten episodes because I think six is enough because it really hasn't given me, it's you not know, picking up. right. It's not, it's not giving me that feeling like, wow, I want this to continue. I want it to stop <laughs> at six episodes because, like you said, I mean, it's on this roller coaster. Um, yeah, but it's still entertaining, but I don't think it needs more than six episodes. Like, if this was the only show on Marvel, yeah. and it is right now, this is the only new show, I would watch it. But if there was a Star Wars show out right now, cue up the Disney Bluffs. All right, we're watching that. Alex says a bit of both. Uh, a, a bit of both, right. So you, you wanted more because it was so great, um, but you thought it could have serve uh, a better purpose if it had more episodes got it but i think the final episodes of both of moon knight and falcon and winter soldier and many of the other mcu shows were a bit rushed and could have used an episode or two more to prevent how rushed some episodes were yeah the ending gotcha. of moon knight was like 40 minutes which was surprising because the first episode was longer than that so was the second and third gotcha um okay. any more comments yeah okay so let's go back and uh continue talking about gara and evar so gaia i'm sorry um we'll come back. do we have another okay let's see what we have here okay Down. uh hello dallas thank you hello. for joining us good to have you good to have you thank you so much all right so vara let's talk about gaia first right because you know gaia is now you're just talking about grieving People so, grieve, or well, people grieve differently. So maybe Fury is not that type of person who is going to, you know, sit in a corner and and ponder and cry or whatever. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Like I said, people grieve differently. Gaia, it, you could tell that she is she is very distraught about losing her dad, um, especially because of the last words she said to her father. So she can't take that back. Uh, so she's, she's grieving. Uh, she has her, her father's um, body and, you know, she's getting ready for, for, for burial. Um, and now Vara, let's talk about Vara. So Vara, of course, is on the run because she had an assignment. She was given an assignment by Rhodey to take out Fury and which she could not do. Uh, so now people are after her. You mentioned about it was a great action scene. It was violent, yes, it was, um, but it was a great action scene. Uh, seeing uh, you know, Gaia and Vara taking on these uh, bad guys. But I wanted to mention something that uh, a conversation that the two of them were having before that took place, the 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 battle. Gaia mentioned something. She's very very you know slick about it right she dropped in just to see what vara's response was going to be but she talked about her skin vara's skin is she allowed to be herself in front of fury because as we mentioned you know when we first found out that she was a scroll vara uh, fury's wife i mentioned the fact that maybe fury prefers her to have the human skin Right, because he doesn't want to maybe have the reminder that he married a scroll. So every time Vara and, and, and Fury are together, she she has the human skin. 
So what Guy is trying to find out, okay, well, can you ever be yourself in front of Fury? And and, and Vara got very offended. Yeah, she said, that's none of your business. Just something I brought up there. So just wanted to bring that up. Anything else we want to talk about with Gaia and, and Vara? Alex, good point about the action. They probably did try to keep the action feature in the MCU, but it was out of place and totally inconsistent, too. Huh? Yeah, like, for, for, like with that with that shoot-up scene with Gaia and Vara, yeah. like, that took place literally right after a burial. That wasn't even somber. I, I, I just felt like... You gotta be kidding me. Why is he dead? And then we move on, and it's like, pew, 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 action sequence. Yeah. I fell out of place. Right. All right. So, are we done talking about Gaia and Vara? Yes. Anything else? Okay. All right. So, let's move on to two more characters that we saw that were prominent in this episode. We're going to talk about Fury and talk about Farnsworth. All right. Sonia. Fallsworth. I keep calling him Fonsworth. Uh, Sonia. Now, uh, so Sonia found the facility where the doctors are located, the ones who created the uh, the Super Scroll Serum. Uh, she took care of business, another violent scene. <laughs> um, but uh, so now, trying to figure now, something that I I did not enjoy about this episode was there was a lot of exposition. In the last few minutes of the episode, you know, we have Sonya and and uh, Fury flying to fly, yeah, flying to Finland. Don't know why he's going to Finland, and he's got a grave site apparently, you know. Yeah, and he yeah. has them all over the world. It sounds like I don't know why. But so, by the way, TWS reference the Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. Of course the world thinks he's dead again, because Fury hasn't exhausted that one yet, Infinity War, Saber. So, good point. Yeah. Good like point. Fury has Fury has been thought dead three times. Once was in the Winter Soldier, then the next time was in Infinity War. And the next time was between Endgame and and um Secret Invasion where he was on Saber. So and now he's doing this again. If you have gravestones all over the world, yeah. Did, that's suspicious. Did you include the blip? Yeah, that's yeah. Infinity War, the blip. Gotcha. Right, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there was not a lot of explanation as to... Yeah. Um, something something that annoys me yeah. is that, um, you know, we haven't really gotten a chance to just see what happened to Fury that made him go up on Saber and made everybody forget about him. And then when he came back, everyone was like, you're different, you're different, you're different. Oh my God, you came back different. Like, when are we going to actually learn what made him so different? Is that important? Yeah. Even at this point, like, like do we care why he was... Oh, okay, all right. I care, because gotcha. nobody's ever answered all right well so we're just okay. kind of here going like all right i'll go with it and we still don't know okay and by the way like in episode five of every show the main character gets their new costume really you researched that yeah <laughs> okay all right that's remember cool. in falcon and the winter soldier yeah 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 sam yeah yeah sam got his costume yeah. uh she Hulk got hers in what was that episode eight mm -hmm. so that was like right my point is, it's still right before the last episode, so that still counts. Um, 
Who else? Yeah. And, well, Wanda got a new costume in the last episode. And then Fury. Um, so, again, um, things are a little confusing. Confusing. <laughs> with, with, okay, so the President of the United States, you know, there was a hit on the President. I'm still trying to figure out where is this President's detail I didn't see not one secret secret service around here. Fury is the one that's taking this this president, um, rolling this president on a gurney into the emergency room. There's no other people around them. You think happen. Secret Service would have flanked the president that, that and waited happen. in the hospital you know? room yeah. with him right. to make sure that nobody came in to try to take him out? Yeah, it's just it's it's inconsistent. The storytelling and it's unreal. Yeah, because like, you, you, you know Secret have that Service is there in one scene, yes. and then the president's unguarded, like supposed Fury had evil intentions, right. and you just let the president get carried off in this random man's car. Yeah, it was just, it was odd to see that, okay, this president is being treated like a, a patient, like a, any other patient. He, yeah, they're treating him like he's a body people all around the president when he goes out. It's not just Nick exactly. Fury. You ever see the president taking a walk? Yeah. That's the point. You yeah, don't. Exactly. They're covered in secret service. Yes, you're right. That's true. That's true. So I just thought that was unreal. Um, and, uh, and even when Rody came in to the room, the emergency room, why wasn't there anybody else in the room? Exactly. Right. If Secret Service was there, they should have stopped him, patted him down to make sure he didn't have sure. anything. And if he did, throw it across the room. You know. So Alex says, I wonder why Fury didn't shoot Scroll, Rhodey, earlier to expose him as a Yeah, unless Secret yeah, Service. See, well, I guess here's because one thing. There's a trick that Sonia Fallsworth showed us. Yeah. If you if you hit a scroll somewhere, like how she shot that dude in the hand, yes, it will expose that area of their head. I don't know if it's involuntary or not, but the the area that's hurt will turn back to scroll form to conserve energy. Right. So like, Alex's point. Like right. the, let's do this. Okay. Look at that. That's a sharpie dot. Yeah. And now my hand should be green. So, I get it. if Fury didn't want to kill Rhodey, why didn't he just do that? Well, he, and then be like, "Hold on, Secret Service. Look, if you'll spare me two well, seconds of your time." Okay, well, that's not how it works. Okay, well, whoever the detail. Well, I guess it was Secret, Secret Service around Rhodey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were around Rhodey, Rhodey, not the president. Rhodey has more Secret Service than the president. But anyway, is Rhodey the president? No, I don't know. These two Secret Service agents had their guns drawn on Fury, so Fury was not going to risk his life and shoot Rhodey yeah, in front of them. Yeah, but they drew their guns after. No, that's not true. No. As soon, I mean, remember when the entire fire was That's, that's not how, how you're trained. As soon as, even before somebody pulls out a firearm, if it looks like they're going for something, Secret Service is right there, ready for you, okay? So that was not the place and time for, for Fury to, to take Rhodey out. But anyway, so... um. And then Sonia, Olivia Coleman, you know, she's loving this, this character. She's wonderful. I mean, you know, everything she does, she's just so, and she's always wearing red. She's so light and she's sarcastic and she's funny and she, she's one step A ahead, gem. one step ahead of everybody else. So she is really wonderful, uh, wonderful to this series, wonderful character. So, all right. So um, I think we covered pretty much all we wanted to talk about. Um, unless we, you think we missed something, so you did. You did do some research right before we came on on the air or streaming 
um, and you looked at the Rotten Tomato scores, and you did confirm that Secret Invasion has one of the lowest, at, uh, or at least the lowest score of any Marvel series. Um, that's a question for for people out there. Why do why do you think that? Inhumans got eleven percent Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So okay. Well, that's DOA. Yeah. So what? Yeah. See, why see, why so minutes. low? I mean, I was very shocked to see that the number would be what is the number again? Rotten Tomatoes for 60, 60 out of a hundred, right? Yeah. And that's low. That that's pretty low. Um you know, I yeah, I I, I can't tell you. I, I mean I can only tell you how I feel about it. I, I still enjoy it. I'm looking forward to to episode six. Oh, by the way, the last scene. Fury is back. You know, he's got the eye patch and he's got oh, yeah, the he, he apparently the jacket. has Shaft Fury, you know. He's he's he's, <laughs> he's John Shaft Fury. Okay. Um and then he makes a phone call and he says to someone, Okay, let's do this. So who are we gonna see? I don't know. Let me know what you think. Will it be Captain Marvel? Will it be some other Marvel? Probably. Let me know what you think. I, I my my money is on Captain Marvel. It has to be because you know the the Marvels is coming out Come on, in November. Yeah, just a few months away. So Carol Danvers' name has been mentioned. I didn't even count how many times her name has come up in this series. She's so getting name dropped quick. If she does not show up, then this this, this series was all for nothing. You know what I mean? I, you know, like I, it just makes sense. If you're gonna talk about Carol Danvers, bring back. Miss Marvel. And another thing, Secret Invasion. Secret yeah. Invasion of the comics was so split. Yeah. You had Thor, you had X Men, you had War Final Comics, Frontline, Fantastic Four, The Saga, Requiem, yeah. Inhumans, while you're looking Runaways. Alex, well, well, the show has its flaws, but I think one reason why the score is low is because MCU is typically fast paced and action packed, and Secret Invasion is more of a slow burn spy political thriller. Red Ray Bill. Without, without superheroes, right? So. That could be a factor. There is some speculation that Daisy Johnson will. Daisy Johnson. But I think Monica is likelier. I wouldn't mind seeing Monica and Daisy. Daisy Johnson? Yeah. Do you know who that is? Yeah, that's the uh, uh, Quake. Okay, yeah, give me more information. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, okay, all right. It's, okay, I don't know much about today. Okay, is she a, a superhero or is she Good a guy. Good guy. That's it. Okay. Or through S.H.I.E.L.D. That's all I need to know. That's all you need to know. All right, okay. All right. All right. It's a quakey thing yeah. she wears on her waist. All right. So uh, we did have a few announcements. Um, I, you know, to be honest with you, I don't have them in front of me, but, you know, we do have uh, the expo coming up in August, one in Boston, one in Chicago. Um, the dates for Boston is uh, August 3rd uh, to the 6th, I believe. And then uh, Chicago is the 10th to the 14th. But, you know, we've already gave out that information. Um, I don't know what's going to happen as far as celebrities being at these expos because of the strike, unfortunately. Yeah, right uh, yeah so we don't know. Uh, and uh, we got Python coming up in September. You know, we'll still be here. You know, we are not a part of the Screen Actors Guild or the Writers Guild, so we will continue to bring you content. Um, we would love having you uh continue to watch and listen to us so we will be around okay uh we'll get through this you know uh once again we're racing to 1000 subscribers we're close um all right anything else you want to tell everybody where they can find us 
You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, our socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fathers and Galaxy. Website, fathersandgalaxy.com. Merch store, fathersandgalaxy.myspreadshop.com. Email us at ker at fathersandgalaxy.com. Please donate to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash fathersandgalaxy. I can't be able to say that again. I feel like I said that already. Did no. I? No. Live streams are Wednesdays and Sundays, as always. Yes. Please sub to our channel. We are 50 subs away from 1K. Help Less us reach 50. our goal, yes. please. Yeah. We are going to be at Potathon September 9th, 2023. Join us at Fan Expo Boston and Chicago. Yes. And check out the Redemption of Jar Jar Binks wherever you get your podcast. Yes. Thank you. If you've listened to that podcast, let me know. I want to know what you think about it. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's really, truly wonderful to listen to. Um, all right, so that is it. If there are any, Alex says, have fun at the cons. Enjoy Boston, Chicago. Thank you so much. Anybody out there who's actually listening, who is from those areas, you know, let us know. Like, what do you recommend uh, for us to to eat or to uh, sightsee? You know, let us know. I've never been to Chicago. Um, the family have never been to Chicago. All of us. Boston, I've been once a long time ago. I don't quite remember. Yeah, I don't like I was about to say I don't even remember. Well, other than seeing Harvard, I'm you know, I don't remember what else we did there. Um, but yeah, so let us know, you know, where we should stay, where we should, you know, where what we should see, what we should eat, any recommendations you have, that'd be awesome. All right, so uh Ahsoka and Bobby Yoon would appear. <laughs> Wrong universe. <laughs> Alex, you gotta stop all this. Oh, and by the way, you're becoming a menace to society, buddy. No, we'll pick up our Ahsoka. Uh, what do you want to call it? Our, our, you know, we're gonna do a dive on Ahsoka, right? We're gonna talk about her time between, um, between the Clone Wars and the Book of Boba Fett. You know, that time area, Rebels and Mandalorian. So we'll pick that up uh, on Sunday. Food, pizza. Perhaps you should see the Michael Jordan statue if you like basketball. Didn't even know there was a Michael Jordan statue. All right. You will have to check it out. All right. We'll have to check that out. All right. So that is it, everyone. Uh, If there are no more comments or questions, thank you once again. Uh, We'll be back this Sunday. We're scheduled to be back on Sunday. Until next time, take care. We will see you again. I'm going to snap myself out of existence.